Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Giese, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. Thank you. Thank you very much. We have a new mixing board here in the Parting Parting Shots Podcast, too. Got some interesting sound effects. I thought I'd try one out there for you. Nice, polite applause from uh, the fans out there. <laughs> We're having a good time here and a great podcast coming up. We're going to be talking football and uh, college hockey. Uh, my Gazette colleague, Adam Schindler, will be here to talk about the Section 2 uh, Championships, five title games coming up this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great games, including uh, the Class AA matchup between Shenandoah and CBA. We'll also look at the Dutchman's shoes, and I'll have interviews from the uh, press conference that took place on Wednesday at the Knott Memorial on the Union College campus. And uh, Adam will also talk about uh, the surprising uh, season you Albany football is having. It's a good one for them. They could uh, find themselves in the postseason. So we'll talk a lot of football with uh, Adam Schinder. I'll preview the Union College men's hockey uh, trip to the North Country this weekend. They go to St. Lawrence and Clarkson. Uh, they, they did not have their regular media availability on Tuesday, uh, so we did some phone interviews with uh, Brandon Burr and Chaz Smedrude, and also uh, talk with Union College women's hockey with uh, sophomore forward uh, Riley Walsh. So we have a lot in, lot in store for you, so uh, stay tuned. Coming up, uh, Adam Schrinder will join me. We're going to talk Section 2 football first, and then Union College RPI Dutchman Shoes, and then... You all win football. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Chad Arnold. I would like to wish you a happy holiday season and a great 2024. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in New York. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports writer Mike McAdam. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2024. Welcome back to the podcast, and it's Super Bowl weekend in uh, Section 2 football. Uh, the five classes will decide their championships starting Friday, and uh, Adam Schindler, our exec colleague, is here to talk about that. And, of course, the, the big matchup we all waited for, it's happening Friday night, 7 o'clock at Troy High School, Shenandoah and CBA. The game will be televised by Spectrum 1. Third straight year for these two teams meeting in the uh, AA Super Bowl, and, and Shen has won the, won the regular season matchup. So what do we expect in this one? Yeah, this is interesting because, uh, yes, third straight year. Each of the last two years, CBA came in having won uh, that matchup in the regular season. Two years ago, uh, it was the interesting one where they came in as the number three and four seeds, having, uh, having pulled off some playoff upsets the week before. Uh, this Shen team has looked absolutely phenomenal all year. Uh, really 
uh, have the CBA the CBA game, which was a two touchdown win, uh, maybe a little bit closer because uh, they were able to take advantage of some turnovers and penalties. Uh, kind of a sloppy game by CBA, uh, and and their one game against Niskayuna, which was their first game of the season, which they won handily. But other than that, this team is absolutely demolished its opposition. Uh, their quarterback Michael Watley's played tremendous football, has a ton of different weapons. Uh, Isan Alozi has really uh, emerged as one of the best backs in the area. Great line. It's it's a complete football team. Uh, and this Shen team has kind of been built to finally uh, be the one to bring down this this CBA team. What would it mean to Shen to do that? Uh, I mean, this is a Shen team. Uh, this is a Shen team that is always in contention. Uh, they've always been in contention. Uh, they're they're such a big program that it's hard for them not to do it. But to to be the team that that gets past this CBA team that's looking for three straight wins, especially given some of the the animus that's obviously existed with uh, with CBA and uh, CBA. Uh, Obviously, serving its uh, week zero suspension this year for some uh, for some uh, recruiting accusations, uh, this would be an enormous win for for this Shenandoah program and Coach Brian Clawson for a team that's got a lot of seniors and has really built to this moment. What do you think the key is going to be? Uh, key to this game for Shen is containing Donald Jones. Donald Jones. Donald Jones is an X factor for CBA. He has absolutely destroyed Shen uh, at multiple times in the past over the last several years. Uh, he's moved into more of a running back role this year with Jake Icabaccio uh, coming back over from Shaker as their quarterback. But he is a a game changer, a one play, seventy yard touchdown waiting to happen. And then Shen has to get its passing game going. Uh, when when they get their game going through the air, uh, as they did against Boston Spa in the semifinals last week, it is so hard to cover them. Well, look at uh, Class A. It says Saturday at 3 o'clock at Gildeland. There's Niskiuna 9-1 against Averill Park 8-2. Another game that will be televised by Spectrum News 1. It's a rematch of last year's Super Bowl won by Niskiuna. And uh, Niskiuna won the regular season matchup. Yeah. Uh, what can we see in this one? Well, neither of those games were close, and uh, nor has really any game Niskiuna has played against a Class A team this year, uh, with the exception of a relatively close game against Burnt Hills Boston Lake, that Averill Park uh, team that Averill Park just beat in the semifinals last week. Uh, a year ago this time we were talking about, hey, Niskiuna, this team you know, started a little rough, found its groove, and was playing some pretty good football. This is not that Niskiuna team. This Niskiuna team has been pedaled to the metal from day one. It's an incredible offense. Uh, Ethan Gilson, their quarterback, has just developed uh, incredible supporting cast with Isaiah Lanier, Cam Grasso, uh, Chase Nappy. Just a team that can hit you from so many angles uh, and... I would expect Niskayuna to, to get the back-to-back title. Averill Park has an X-Factor player in its own uh, in their running back, Jacob Phelps, who is as good as any back in, in the entire section. But Niskayuna has been really, really good. And, uh, you know, they got a sniff of it last year, and this is a team that's been built to to come back and try and make the run all the way to the uh, to, to Syracuse for the first state championship. One thing interesting this year, um, that the loser of these Class A and, and Class AA games won't be done. They'll get to play another week. Yeah, uh, NISFA about four years ago introduced an at-large uh, bid in the uh, AA and A brackets uh, to basically make up for the fact that Section 7, Section 10 don't have large school teams. So what it had led to in recent years is teams in the East region, which is Section 2, Section 1, Section 9, one of those teams just receives an automatic bid into the state semifinals. Uh, sometimes it was a Section 2 team, uh, but now... They've introduced an at-large system, so on a regional rotation, and it will go through all seven sections uh, that participate in the A and AA state tournament. They get an at-large bid 
which in section two this year comes up for section two, it means the losers of these games will move on to the state quarterfinals next week. Uh, they'll play the section one champions. The winners will play the section nine champions, which is a slightly easier road uh, more often than not. Yeah. It's a possibility that Shen and CBA could meet in a state semifinal. Yes, certainly. Yeah, those teams now, the way it's set up, uh, if both teams win, we could see third matchups in the state semifinals uh, down in Middletown in a few weeks. Why wouldn't they, if if it happens to be Shen and CBA, why would they move that game closer instead of making everybody go down to Middletown? That is a New York York State, that's been a New York State thing that we've seen many, many times in the past. I remember... uh, a handful of years ago uh, in baseball, Fort Plain and West Canada Valley uh, met each other for a state championship. They're about 20 miles apart uh, on the throughway, and they were playing down in Binghamton. Because uh, those sites are set. Those te- those have been bid for. Yeah. Uh, it's inconvenient, but it's the way things work. Yeah. Well, let's look at uh, the only matchup featuring undefeated teams, uh, Ravina Coyman Selkirk at 10-0 against Glens Falls 9-0. That's Class B. That'll be Saturday, 11 o'clock at Gildland High School. Ravina looking for its third straight Section 2 title, and these teams did not meet in the regular season. So it's going to be interesting to see a, a matchup between teams that don't know each other. Yeah, the only game uh, of these Super Bowls that is not a regular season rematch, which uh, with both teams being undefeated, I think you could figure out. Uh, there's no, We don't have ties <laughs> anymore. Uh, Ravina has... Ravina's run kind of started two years ago when in the final week of the regular season, they lost to Glen, to an undefeated Glens Falls team uh, very handily. Those two teams then played each other the next week. Ravina turned the tables one and has not lost in Section 2 since then. Uh, this Ravina team is very, very good. Glens Falls uh, was not tested as much through the regular season uh, by simple virtue of the fact that uh, they did not have to play either Ravina or Shelmont at any point during the regular season, and the North Division uh, didn't quite have the depth uh, that the uh, that the Reinfurt did with Lansingburg also being a pretty good team. Uh, Ravina is a very classic kind of ground-and-pound team. This Glens Falls team puts the ball in the air. Brody Holcomb, their quarterback, throws it all over the yard. Uh, a bunch of different very good receivers. Clash of styles. Uh, this Ravina team has won every big game put before it, uh, and they're one of the best teams in the state. But I can never count out a Pat Lilac yeah, coach yeah. Lens Falls team. Yeah. Well, let's go to Class C. It'll be Friday night, uh, Friday afternoon, excuse me, at 3 p.m. at Troy High School. A pair of nine and one teams, and the teams that met back in the opening game of the regular season, Fonda Filtonville against Schuylerville. Schuylerville won that regular season matchup 34 32, a pretty exciting game. And Schuylerville has beaten Fonda Fultonville in the playoffs each of the last two seasons. Yeah, if you had to uh, ask me straight up what's going to be the best game of this weekend, it would almost certainly be this one. These two teams almost always play terrific games. Both uh, the Week Zero game this year and the playoff game last year were decided. Final seconds, final possessions, uh, the... uh, Last year's playoff game went to overtime and basically came down to the fact that Fonda Fultonville struggled making point afters. Uh, went for a kick instead of going for two. Missed it. Skylerville came down, scored, kicked the extra point uh, to go on to the Class C Super Bowl. These two teams are both very, very good. Skylerville is an incredibly well-coached team. They have a bunch of different guys they can throw at you. Uh, they've bounced back from their loss uh, to Hoosick Falls Tamarack uh, really, really well. They've played very well down the stretch. This Fonda Fultonville team, which is right now the number one team in the state in Class uh, in Class C, 
riding a nine-game winning streak since that Skylerville game back at the start of the season. They're playing a freshman at quarterback, Keegan Croucher, and he's putting up numbers that are as good, if not better, than any quarterback in the section. Bunch of different guys he can throw the ball around to. Uh, two-headed monster at running back and Colin Pickering and Jose Vargas. Really, really good defense, and they won 48-28 against Hoosick Falls Tamarack in the semifinals last week, and that game really was not that close. Well, championship weekend actually kicks off at 11 a.m. Friday at Troy High School in the Class D championship. Uh, Warrensburg, Lake George Bolton at 9-0, taking on Stillwater 8-1. Warrensburg won the Class C title last season, outscoring opponents for, and this season so far, scoring 484-61. to That's amazing. And Warrensburg won 50-7 to when the teams met in the regular season. So we see more of that on Friday. Well, that was uh, what you could almost call a throwout game uh, for Stillwater. They were missing a lot of key players, including... Uh, I believe both of their star ball carriers, Jackson Mueller and Lucas Lilac. The Stillwater team has played tremendous football against everyone who is not Warrensburg uh, this season. They have two great playmakers. Uh, They also have an outstanding freshman in James Cacuzzo, uh, obviously a very familiar name. His older brother, Anthony, uh, I believe is still is out for the season. Uh, But James Cacuzzo, who moved into a running back spot uh, in the semifinals last week, against Kennedy Harry. Phenomenal player, one of the best linebackers in the area. This Warrensburg team puts up video game numbers. Uh, they have four different guys who've scored double-digit touchdowns. They have a quarterback in Caden Allen who's thrown 20-plus touchdown passes. They don't let anyone score. They score. T- they're, aver- they're averaging, you know, close to, you know, 50-plus points a game. They hung 69 on Cambridge uh, in the semifinals last week. They are a machine, but... They're a machine that when it gets stopped like it did in the state semifinals last year, uh, can kind of just fall apart. I would expect this Warrensburg team to rise to the occasion, but Stillwater with the talent they have is certainly more than capable. Well, it's not only a big high school football weekend, but a big college football weekend as the rivals uh, RPI and Union get together Saturday at 12 noon at Frank Bailey Field on the Union College campus in the Dutchman Shoes game. Uh, John Poppy going to experience his first uh Dutchman Shoes game, and of course, uh, uh, Ralph Isernia, the RPI coach, is 10th in uh, uh, Dutchman Shoes game. He's 7-2 and two against Union. A lot of excitement. We were at the press conference on Tuesday. Uh, just uh, John Poppy still has not uh, let up on his enthusiasm, and uh, it's it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, what, what do you expect out of this one? Uh, it's a really, really interesting game. This RPI team is a little bit different uh, from the last couple of years of RPI teams that were very, very defense first and really, really struggled to win on offense. This RPI team can win on offense in a lot of different ways. Uh, Jake Kazanowski is an excellent quarterback. Missed last week's game uh, when they lost to Hobart, 31-21. You'd expect him to be back. Sterling Walker-Sutton is kind of a do-everything receiver, return man. He's got a couple of punt returns for a touchdown. And uh, if there's a spot where Union's been a little bit iffy this year, it's been their kick coverage. They've allowed some big returns. They allowed a kickoff return for a touchdown last week. So uh, special teams will be a big, big focus for Union this week. Uh, This Union team is full of a bunch of guys who they've got 11 fifth-year seniors. They are the only guys on this team who have ever held that trophy, who have ever been a part of a team that won that trophy back in 2019, uh, didn't have the game in 2020 when the season was canceled. Union's lost the last two years. And for Union, there is a chance at an at-large NCAA bid uh, with this game. They currently, among teams in their region who have not secured an automatic bid, 
are uh, they're they're ranked seventh in their region right now by the NCAA. Muhlenberg is the only team that hasn't secured an automatic bid. They're one ahead of them. Uh, Susquehanna also hasn't, but they almost surely will. Uh, and a big win puts Union in a very good conversation for an at-large bid. Uh, they'll have the win R- over RPI. They'll have the win over Springfield, who is number one in their region and has already clinched an automatic bid. The problem for Union is math. There's only four at-large bids to that entire tournament. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. You mentioned that to me. There's a lot of Division three conferences, and it's just uh, <laughs> going to be tough. Yeah, 28 automatic bids, four at-large, which pretty much means you have to be the best team in the best at-large team in your region to even be considered by the selection committee. Uh, Union strength of schedule is about 40th nationally. Uh, They need to win, and they probably need to win impressively, uh, which is going to be hard. It's a very good RPI team that makes things very hard. Another college football team in the area has been playing very well, maybe surprisingly a little bit, is the UAlbany football team. And, uh, I mean, what are their chances of making the NCAA uh, postseason? I mean, they're they're ranked in both national polls right now. They're uh, they're 18th in the stats poll. They're I believe just got in at 25th in the uh, AFCA coaches poll. CAA is as good a league as there is. Uh, you know, one number one, number two league uh, in the FCS. If they win out, they'll be in. If they win out, there's still a decent chance that they at, if they win out. They will share at the worst share uh, and could outright win the CAA title. They, the, an automatic bid is not out of the picture uh, with the way the schedule uh, works out. This weekend they go to Stony Brook. Stony Brook has had an absolutely horrendous season. They're winless. This is a game with a lot uh, at stake for uh, for the programs. The Golden Apple Trophy. These teams do not like each other. This usually ends up as a pretty good game no matter what. Uh, obviously, Stony Brook's coach Chuck Priori is a U Albany alum. Uh, but this UAlbany team has played tremendous, tremendous football. Uh, they're 7-1 and one against FCS teams. They, they have the two FBS losses to a pretty good Marshall team and on a long, long trip to Hawaii. Could have won both of those games easily. Uh, and this UAlbany team, they, they hit big plays in the passing game. They've kind of found a running game uh, in the last month or so with uh, with Griffin Waddell, the freshman from Glens Falls, and then uh, Faisal Aiden, the uh the grad transfer from Utah, both getting in there. And the defense has played really, really good football. They've got the number one and two pass rushers in the CAA. How surprising has this you already team? Because I think a lot of us didn't really pay much attention to them. I don't think they were really respected in the preseason poll. And I guess there could have been Craig Atusa's job was maybe in jeopardy. But now everything's hunky-dory? Yeah, this is a t- they've found their identity. They started to find it a little bit in the second half of last year. I mean, struggled really badly in the three seasons since they went to the uh, the, the FCS playoffs in 2019. There were good signs last year. Uh, Reese Poffenbarger really showed up as a transfer quarterback and, and showed he's a pretty special player. Uh, they had to they had to rebuild a lot. They had to completely rebuild their defense, and they have. Uh, Bill Nessel was brought in, uh, promoted in the staff as defensive coordinator. They're getting pressure on the quarterback. They're getting turnovers. Their offensive line, which has uh, two two true freshmen starting, uh, one, be, one, one won the job during camp. The other has been in there during injury. Third player, junior Tyson Foster, basically had never played a snap of college football. They're holding their own. This is a it's a it's a really good coaching job, and this was a team that was they had talent last year on offense and could not get out of their way defensively. Uh, now that they've found that defensively, and the, especially the way they've played at home, where no one's been close to them, uh, they're they're a team that's in serious conversation to uh, 
even if they're one and one over these last two games, if they beat Stony Brook and even if they lose to Monmouth, uh, which I would not expect for a home game, they are going to be an at-large team for the NCAA. Yeah. It's almost guaranteed. Well, a lot of exciting football this weekend. I know you'll be covering a lot of it and uh, enjoy. Thank you very much. Uh, that's Adam Schinder. Coming up, we're going to uh, have, I'll have some interviews from uh, Wednesday's uh, Dutchman Shoes press conference. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Indiana Nash. I would like to wish you a happy holiday season and a great 2024. Meet Andrew Waite. He's a dedicated journalist with a passion for research and a commitment to getting all sides of the story. Whether it's a local issue or an upstate trend, I do the stories and interviews that shed light on what's important to you. Stay informed. Read Andrew Waite in the Daily Gazette. It's my job to offer commentary about what's happening in our community and what it means to our readers. The Gazette, reporting based on accuracy and integrity. It's who we are. It's what we do. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is Betsy Hume Lynn from the Daily Gazette Company. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2024. Welcome back to the podcast and Saturday at uh, 12 noon at Frank Bailey Field. It's the uh, annual Dutchman Shoes football game between Union and RPI. The engineers have won the last two uh, Dutchman Shoes games. If you recall two years ago, and a miracle kick by uh, a soccer player from RPI who had joined the team after the regular kicker got hurt. And uh, RPI won that game and they won last year. This will be the first uh, Dutchman Shoes game for uh, first-year head coach John Poppy. And uh, so far this season, the uh, the Garnet Chargers four and one in Liberty League. They're in second place. Uh, they will finish here with a victory over RPI. Uh, Ithaca has won the Liberty League, going six and zero. Union overall eight and one. It's been a good year for the Garnet Chargers. Uh, they're coming off a forty three seventeen win at Buffalo State last Saturday. Uh, we'll have some interviews with our Union, starting uh, with the head coach of the uh, Garnet Chargers. Uh, John Poppy. Well, John, your first experience of the Dutchman Shoes, uh, how much are you looking forward to this? Uh, tremendously, right? The alumni, the players, um, when I took this job, they made it clear that this rivalry is very special to them and extremely important that we take back the shoes. So this is, uh, it's been a fun journey, been a fun week already of practice and, um, and communication with some of our faithful alumni and uh, looking forward to, the, to a great game. You were posing with the trophy uh, with uh, Ralph Icerny, the RPI head coach. You, you started to maybe touch it, but then you looked back and you said, no, maybe I shouldn't. I, I, I looked at that and said, he's treating this like the Stanley Cup. If he hasn't won it, so he'll want to touch it yet. Is that, was that what your thought process was? Uh, exactly right, actually. Um, you know, it, it's time to touch the trophy when you've earned it, right? And uh, that was definitely the split-second thought that went into my head before uh, or when it was brought to my attention, I should try to pick it up. And I, no. Yeah. 
you've coached in a rivalry game at Harvard with, against Yale. Can you compare? I mean, you haven't ex- coached in the game yet, but what is what, what experiences can you draw from that going into Saturday's game? Uh, just uh, everything leading up to it, right? Uh, you hear from alumni, and you hear guys are coming back into town for the for the game. Or Williams Amherst still has a you know a close place in my heart, having played in that game, and you still are paying attention to score. So all these different people reaching out, wishing you well, and um, the players themselves going through it because there's going to be a point in their life where you know they're working next to a guy from RPI or working with a guy from RPI and you're trying to give him bragging rights you're trying to help that young man have bragging rights for the rest of his life or when he's a senior and graduates and these guys are working together in in the professional world so that's always been a thing for me that this is a lifelong rivalry not just a four-year rivalry for our players and program. How would you assess the season so far? I mean, you came in, you've shown a lot of enthusiasm that the players bought into it. They're, they've been having a great year. So how would you assess your first year going into this final regular season game? I think we've been successful, right, overall. Anytime you're 8-1, and one, you've had a successful season. Um, there's definitely plays we'd love to have back and do differently, but that's the way football goes. And now we've got a great opportunity to play against an awesome opponent that does things well in each phase. And are we going to play our best game to date? I think that's the goal and what we're trying to accomplish here to have this season become an exclamation point, if that makes sense. Not only are the shoes on the line Saturday, but if a, a win over RPI maybe puts you in the, in the running for an at-large bid for the NCAA uh, Division Three tournament. So how important is it to um, keep the focus on the game, not worry about the uh, distraction with the trophy with the NCAAs? I, I think because of who we're playing, it's pretty easy to push back any other thoughts about future. Um, so we're thankful that this is uh, the game we're focused on. It's something that has drove our team to compete the way they have all off season, all spring, all preseason, and and even in season, right? To have this opportunity, and we're just focused on the game and look forward to playing well. And then, however decisions are made, decisions are made. Has it been a fun ride so far? Absolutely, no question about it. <laughs> John, appreciate a few minutes. Good luck on Saturday. Ken, appreciate you. Joining me now is uh, Cole De Silva of Union College, and uh, Cole. How much excitement is there? You played in this game. How much excitement is there? Um, yeah, this is one of the reasons why I came to Union. Um, you know, being the oldest rivalry in um, New York State history, it is uh, it is a pleasure and, and an honor to be able to play this game. And um, you know, over my last four years here, not having the success that I have wanted, um, this this truly has been you know been number one on my list ever since uh, you know last year. You know, falling short, and um, you know I circled it on the map the uh, the day after the game. Um, so, you know, it's been a long time coming, and uh, we made it a point this year to, um, to, to you know, get us together as a group and, um, and come around each other and, and get ready to, to compete for this, this trophy. Well, you've played in this game. This is obviously the first one for your head coach, John Poppy. Have you guys told him what this is like, what to expect out of this game? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know, you know, coming from Harvard, um, you know, that Yale-Harvard rivalry being the oldest in all of college football is is something similar of an atmosphere to, to this game. Um, and I, I think he, he definitely understands uh, what this means to us as players and what, what this means to our alumni especially. Um, you know, we can go 0-9 uh, the whole season. And if we win this game, you know, it's a successful season to us. 
we, we, we first met John at the press conference earlier this year and in, in before the start of the season. He just has brought that enthusiasm. He just yeah, had that from the get-go. How has that translated? How has that helped the team this year? I mean, you guys have only lost one game. You guys are right now second place in the Liberty League. Uh, I mean, what, how has he brought – What has he? how much has he changed the culture of this program? Uh, yeah, I mean, you said it, the enthusiasm. Um, you know, the fire that he's brought to this program, you know, after – struggling a lot last year going six and four um you know i think losing bearman a lot of us kind of felt lost kind of um we're like where are we what, what what are we as a program um and coach pop coming in and you know uh, given us uh, captains and, and leaders in the senior class, the reins, the program, um, you know, establishing a culture that is, um, you know, built off trust, uh, uh, fight, leadership, um, and, uh, and and pure determination is is really um, been something special. I think that uh, all the guys can attest to. Um, and we are, uh, you know, we're we're fired up. We've been fired up all season, and you know, even more fired up to play this game. I was, you know, watching him stand behind that trophy. He, he treated it like the Stanley Cup. He hasn't won it yet. He didn't want to touch it. Uh, I mean, what does that mean to you? Uh, it means everything. You know, uh, again, like I said, we uh, we have been uh, through my four years unsuccessful. So this would be uh, my first time being able to, you know, raise that trophy above my head. So um, the fact that he has that same. Um, that same enthusiasm for this trophy really does mean a lot to, to myself and, and to the team as well. A lot on the line for Saturday, not only you know the trophy, but maybe if you guys win, there's a potential at-large bid for the NCAA Division Three tournament. So it mean uh, a lot of focus. I mean, how do you just keep the focus and not try to to overdo things, not you know try to get too enthusiastic? Yeah, um, you know we've been really preaching on just just focusing on us, you know, focusing on on the union in front of our chest, um, and that is what we've been doing week in and week out. You know, we're not looking uh, a week ahead. You know, after our bye week, we're not looking um, to you know, a playoff berth or, or whatever this game entails. Um, you know, we're just focused on uh, getting better this week um, as a team, and hopefully we come in and, and play our brand of football and uh, we prevail on Saturday. Cole, good luck on Saturday. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Joined by defensive lineman of Union, Jamar Edwards. Jamar, uh, how much are you looking forward to this game on Saturday? You guys uh, yeah, haven't won this trophy in a couple of years. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game a lot. This is a game like I circled on the schedule from the start of the season, trying to get the shoes back. That's all that's been on my mind this whole week. I'm really excited for this game and having to sit out last year, not being able to play, I'm really pumped up to have a chance to get the shoes back. Obviously a new coach in John Poppy this year. How excited are you for him to be, have him experience this game for the first time? Uh, I, I definitely love Coach Poppy. He's a great coach, brings the energy, and he also helps us. Like He, make, he helps our job easier, this team by helping us with everything uh, a lot of meetings and all that stuff which will really help us uh, be prepared for each team we got we got to meet him back earlier this season and 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 of course in the uh, before the start of the season he, he has been enthusiastic from day one how has that translated for this program I mean this translated a lot you can see the enthusiasm uh, of players that aren't playing much and then players that are playing like you could see it throughout on the sideline everybody celebrating everybody just getting pumped for one another so I mean he brings great energy and I love it 
a lot on the line, not only the shoes this on Saturday, but you know, a win for you guys, a potential uh, at-large berth of the NCAA a Division Three tournament. So how important is this game, and how important is it to you know, stay focused and not get overly excited and do too much? I mean, this is a very important game because we know it, it could uh, get us into, uh, into the playoffs. But uh, as of taking the game, we just got to worry about us and focus on dominating and doing our 111th and um, just take it as any other game. Tomorrow, appreciate it. Good luck Saturday. Thank you. Now over to RPI, the engineers 3-2 and two in Liberty League play this year, 7-2 and two overall. Uh, they're coming off a 31-21 loss at Hobart last Saturday. Uh, for head coach Ralph Isornia, it's his 10th uh, Dutchman Shoes game. He's 7-2 and two, uh, in the previous nine games, so he's been really rolling on this one. So uh, let's get the RPI side of things first with head coach Ralph Isernia. Well, Ralph, uh, this is your 10th Dutchman Shoes. Does it get any uh, – how much do you enjoy it? It doesn't get old, does it? No, absolutely not. It's, uh, you know, it's the game on the schedule that uh, you circle every single year. Just It's it's the last regular season game. It's against uh, your crosstown rival, you know, only 16 miles apart. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's – the game is bigger than just what you're playing on the field. The alumni come back. The uh, uh, you know the fans, you know, come out. It's um, it, it's it's something that that's really special. And, and uh, to be honest with you, it never gets old. When I was watching you and uh, John Poppy uh, up there at the stand with behind the trophy, you didn't touch it, but you you could touch it. You won the trophy a couple times here. Uh, John was about ready to touch it, but then he I think he realized no, he hasn't won it yet. And I, I saw that moment. I saw it. it's like he's like this treating like the Stanley Cup. If you haven't won the Stanley Cup, you don't get to touch that thing. So what did you think about that? Um, I mean, that's. Uh, it, the only time that, that I touch it is if we're fortunate enough to win it, and then uh, it goes back in the trophy case. So, how would you assess your season heading into this game? Um, I think we've 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 played well. Uh, I think uh, at our best, we're playing complementary football and offense, defense, and special teams. Um, you know, we had uh, you know we had a tough loss against uh, Ithaca, and um, you know that was one that really could have gone either way. Um, and uh, in, in the end, they made a couple more plays than, than what we did. But um, I'm extremely proud of our, our team, the way that they've battled all season. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, we know what the expectations were for our team, but I don't think they were, the expectations were very high from the public and from, from other people. Um, so certainly, you know, putting the product on the field uh, that, that we did, um, what we're doing offensively and how the defense has grown throughout the course of the season. And then certainly, um, you know, how we've been able to, uh, uh, to really play excellent football on special teams. Now you're coaching against John Poppy uh, for the first time, I guess, in this game. Uh, John has brought a lot of enthusiasm to this program since he took over for Jeff Behrman. Uh, what have you seen on film, and how, what do you think, how do you think uh, John's done so far in his first season? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, you know, you can see things on, you can see things on, on tape, you can see things on film that uh, would lead you to believe that it's a result of the coaching, it's a result of uh, the culture that they've put 
in place. Um, they're very de detailed. They're organized. They're in the right places. Uh, you, you rarely see a, a busted coverage. You rarely see a guy out of his gap, you know, not doing his job. Um, so that speaks to me that there's an attention to detail in the program. Um, you see guys running to the football. You've got 11 guys running to the football. That speaks to the enthusiasm that you're talking about. Uh, and then when, you know, we're trying to break down the film and, and try to find some 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 chinks in the armor, uh, there aren't any. It's 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 the most complete team that, that we will have faced. And it's, I would say arguably the best team that we will have faced uh, so far this season. A lot on the line besides the shoes. Maybe a possible NCAA tournament berth for you guys, maybe for Union as well if they win the game. So, I mean, how important is it just to keep the focus on the game and not worry about uh, a trophy and, or anything else like that? Well, we talk about the game is the game is the game. Uh, anything else that's going to happen after that uh, is out of our control. Uh, that's on voters and polls and numbers and, and all of that stuff. Those are things that we can't control. What we can control is we can control our play on the field and play as hard as we can from play to play to play. Um, and if we can keep our emotions in check because it's it's going to be a uh, you know a charged atmosphere it's going to be a highly uh, emotional you know playing for a trophy and everything uh, but to temper those emotions and play in the moment and play each play um, you know that that's what gives you the best chance for success Ralph good luck on Saturday all right thank you yeah. RPI quarterback Jake Kazanowski Jake uh, here we are again another Dutchman shoes game uh, how much are you looking forward to this you know it's it's a big game you know every year you know there's a lot of both teams really good teams you know there's a lot of mutual respect between each other and you know coming in this week it's usually the last game of the season every year you know it's it's something that always comes down to the wire and I think that this week you know both teams are going to be excited both teams are going to want to win so it's going to be a fun game this Saturday and you guys are obviously won the last two uh, trophies uh, what's it going to take to uh, make it three straight it's going to take a lot you know it's both good teams obviously uh, both good records and yeah they, they look really good on film you know I buy I feel like we're very confident in ourselves, very confident in that we can go in this Saturday and win this game. What you've seen on film, how different of a union team is it under John Poppy than it was under Jeff Behrman? You know, you can tell the way they play. I think that's the big thing. You know, last year when we uh, when we won, you could tell maybe a little bit of a. Uh, I guess poise was a little different, you know, especially on film, like against teams like Ithaca and Hobart, you know, those tougher teams that usually play in division, their poise, you know, the way they played was just a little different. Uh, not only trophies on the line, at least for Union, there's an outside shot. If they win this game, they'll get an NCAA at large berth to Division Three. I, mean, I don't know what the RPIs, if you know, a win could help you guys maybe a little bit. So how important is this game besides the shoes for, for, for your squad and maybe trying to ruin you and Union seats a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we reach goals or try to set up goals, you know, for our team every year. That kind of sets our path for the season. And, you know, the, the one thing that always ends is finish your finish your season strong, you know, finish your season on a win. And whether you have that more games after that, the end of the season is really up to how you do. But to win that last game is always most important to us. How would you assess the season so far for you guys? You know, I, I thought we've, we've done pretty good. You know, we've definitely missed a few chances. You know, the Ithaca and Hobart losses definitely hurt us. You know, we, we strive for greatness, and sometimes we fall up short of that. But, you know, we're going to still keep winning, keep trying to play every week and win this game Saturday. How tough is it to play at Frank Bailey Field? Uh, I'm not sure. I guess we'll see Saturday. My freshman year when we were here, I was on the sideline. But, you know, with the, the atmosphere that I remember, the weather that I remember, you know, it's going to be tough. But we will see Saturday. Jake, appreciate a few minutes. Good luck Saturday. Thank you. I appreciate it.
Well, let's shift gears and we'll talk uh, college hockey. Uh, Union men uh, on the road at uh, St. Lawrence and uh, Clarkson and the women heading to Yale and Brown. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Ted Remsnyder. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2024. College hockey's elite teams, coaches, and student athletes. ECAC Hockey, 12 programs competing at the highest level. A league where champions are born and world class professionals are trained. Where history is abundant and a commitment to the cutting edge is unrivaled. The best facilities, the fiercest competition. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports reporter Will Springstead. I would like to wish you a happy holiday season and a great 2024. Welcome back to the podcast, and uh, let's talk some college hockey now. The Union men are heading uh, on the road this weekend, their final two games before their first trimester exam break. They'll take on St. Lawrence Friday night at 7 o'clock at Appleton Arena, and then head over to Clarkson for a 4 p.m. game on Saturday. And if you heard uh, the, my podcast uh, interview with Josh Halji on Wednesday, we talked about those games and uh, looking at the preview in those games. And uh, Josh was making his second trip up to the North Country since taking over as head coach of Union. Won't be as emotional as it was last year uh, for him. So, But it will be emotional for another player, uh, Union uh, forward Brandon Bear, who played nine games last year for the Golden Knights before uh, leaving school and going back to junior hockey, uh, Josh Halji had recruited him to Clarkson, and uh, he did not get any points last year in the nine games he played. Uh, worked on his game, got his confidence back, and um, it showed really over uh, last weekend against RPI. He scored his first collegiate goal in last Friday's game and then had two goals in the win on Saturday. It was a 5-1 victory uh, in that one. And he almost had a natural hat trick, missed out. He had a breakaway and just missed the net on a backhander. So we talked a little bit about that on Wednesday when I interviewed him. Uh, the team did not have its usual media availability on Tuesday, uh, Election Day, uh, and it's Day of Service, uh, which uh, Josh Halji mentioned on the podcast on Wednesday. So uh, some phone interviews. Uh, let's begin with uh, Brandon Barron uh, about what it's going to be like heading back to Clarkson to face his old team. Uh, Brandon, uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend for you uh, going back up to the North Country. Uh, I know you've played nine games at Clarkson. Uh, you guys face them on Saturday. You guys have St. Lawrence to worry about first on Friday. But what are your emotions like heading back up there? I know you didn't spend much time there, but uh, what's the feeling like going up there this weekend? I'm just excited to get up there and play them. I mean, I know all, pretty much all those guys on the team. They're all great people. Had a great time up there. So I'm just really excited, really. That's <laughs> most of it. What was your what was the time like at Clarkson? I mean, I know it, you know, like I said, only nine games, but uh, what was your experience like in the brief time you were there? Uh, like around the guys was awesome. Everyone's so friendly. I had a great time on campus. Classes were good. Just like the hockey, obviously didn't work out too well, but nothing but good things to say. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, Josh Halji recruited you to go to Clarkson. He got you to come to Union. I mean, how important is that connection uh, with him? And uh, how, the, the comfort level you have with him in, in, in coming to Union? 
Oh, it's huge. Just shows that he like likes me as a player a lot. Likes me as a player a lot and really trusts me. So gives me the confidence to go there and try stuff and try and perform. Yeah. You mentioned uh, during Saturday's post-game uh, press conference that you got your confidence back when you went to juniors. Can you expand on that a little more? I mean, was your confidence not there when you left Clarkson? And uh, what, what helped you get that confidence back when you went back to uh, Alberni Valley? Yeah, so I kind of lost my confidence while at Clarkson because I wasn't really playing too much and wasn't really producing like I was used to. And then going back to Alberni, it took me a little bit, but I eventually found it again, and I was able, to, with the ice time, ramp it back up and come confident again, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I know last year Josh uh, had an emotional return to Clarkson, and he said afterwards to me that he was glad it was over. I mean, how do you prepare yourself going up there and then not try to do too much uh, with that game on Saturday? I'm just going to treat it as another game. Obviously, it's not another game, but I'll just try my best to treat it as one. Yeah. How important was you? Was it for you to uh, not only get some points uh, heading up there, but you know, have a great uh, goal-scoring weekend this past weekend before heading up to Clarkson? Did that really help your confidence a lot? That definitely will, yeah. It's a nice boost to my confidence, but... Either way, I'd, I'd be definitely ready for these two games coming up here. Yeah, has Josh talked to you any about uh, you know going back up there at all? And I, I just spoke with him a, a couple minutes ago, but uh, has he um, talked to you about that and what what to expect? Uh, not really. No, not yet. Just no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys are coming off the, the, the last uh, the RPI games. Obviously, it was a very Two, two different games, a wild game Friday night where 14 goals were scored. Uh, you guys tightened things up uh, Saturday and had a dominating 5-1 win. How important is it to you know play like that again this weekend up at St. Lawrence and Clarkson? Oh, it's big. We need to play like we did that second game. Don't give them any chances because it's going to be tough to score a lot against those teams. We know they're very good defensively. What, what, what was it? Uh, like to be able to score when you scored your first goal on Friday night. How much relief did you have uh, from that, and then to come back the next night, score two, and almost have a natural hat trick? Yeah, like when I scored that first one, it felt like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. Honestly, coming into the game, I didn't know if I'd ever score again. So it was, it was nice. I know I asked you about the uh, short uh, the, the breakaway there for the natural hat trick. Did you yeah. get a chance to watch it on video? And then what did you yeah, if you did get a chance? Uh, are you kicking yourself for not not putting the puck in the net there? Uh, not really kicking myself. <laughs> like if I mean, if we were tied that game or losing, I'd be a little more angry at myself. But yeah, I just just missed. <laughs> what was the one thing about? Clarkson that you like, you know, playing in that building, obviously it's the fans are kind of raucous and they have that yeah. train horn. I mean, uh, you can go deathless in that train horn all there. But what, what was the, what, what was the best ex- part about the Clarkson experience, even though it was brief? Uh, the facilities are definitely extremely nice, but also the, like the fan base is very good too. It's very good support from the school. Yeah. All right, Brandon, I appreciate a few minutes and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Right. Nice talking to you. Take care. Yeah. Up next is uh, Union Four Chaz Smedrud, who has three goals and three assists in seven games. So let's hear what he had to say about uh, what's in store for the team this weekend up in the North Country. Well, Chaz, uh, you came off. You're coming off a big win at RPI last Friday or last Saturday. I mean, how important is, was that game for you guys to get back to where you guys should be, and how important is it to continue that uh, this weekend up in the North Country? Yeah, it was really important just for, I mean, morale wise. 
to get that win against RPI is a really big game for the program. Um, it's pretty much just sticking to our structure and how we know we can play. And that's exactly what we want to do this weekend up in Clarkson and St. Lawrence. Yeah, this will be the last two games you guys play before the, uh, the final exam start uh, in over a week. Uh, man, how important is it to go into that exam break with a good feeling? Yeah, it's incredibly important. Uh, having a weekend off after, it's going to have that taste in our mouth for two weeks. So we got to give it everything we got and sit play the way we know we can play. Yeah. Yeah, last year when you went up there, it was about this time last year you guys went up there and it was the uh, first uh, game for uh, your head coach, Josh Halsey, back at Clarkson. Uh, it was an emotional win. You guys won that game. Uh, and then now this year it's going to be uh, Brandon Bear's turn to uh, have the emotional return. I mean, how do you guys deal with that? Because obviously maybe is it a distraction for you guys or you don't worry about that? I mean, whenever there's a personal thing with one of the teammates like that, it's – not really something that's said as much as you just feel it in the air uh, I remember last year it was an emotional game for Hauji, but we got the win and it was huge so it definitely affects the players I think it's beneficial to be honest how important was it for uh, Brandon to uh, you know, get some goals and get some points uh, obviously we, you know, he played nine games up there last year for Clarkson didn't have any points so how important was you know heading up there you know, was it for him to yeah, get some, you know, get on the board with some goals and assist. Yeah, he's been he's been pl- playing really well in games and in practice. So to get that monkey off his back before this trip, I'm sure is huge for him, and uh, hopefully it helps him this weekend as well. Yeah, this North Country trip is always a tough trip uh, for any any team, not just you guys, but for a lot of these teams in the, uh, ECAC hockey. It's been since the 2011-12 season when since a Union program has uh, swept that North Country trip. What do you have to do to you know end that streak of not sweeping up there? Uh, yeah, like I said, we just got to stick to our structure and listen to coaches and play the way we know we can play. Um, there's no crazy, crazy thing to it. It's just doing what we know we can do. Well, Chad's appreciate a few minutes and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. See you, Ken. Now let's talk about the Union College women's team. Uh, the Garnet Chargers have lost four straight and uh, are winless in their last five, 0-4-1. Oh, uh, they're going to take on Yale Friday down in New Haven. It'll be the fifth straight game in which the uh, Garnet Chargers have played a nationally ranked team. Uh, it's been a really rough go the last uh, couple of weeks, but they've managed to stay in a lot of those games uh, against Colgate, Cornell, um, Clarkson, not much uh, against St. Lawrence the last Saturday, a 6-1 loss. But um, it's also Union's last games, like the men, uh, before uh, the first exam break. Uh, they'll go to Brown on Saturday for a 3 o'clock contest. Uh, then they will be off until the first weekend of December, so plenty of times for rest. Of course, a lot of it's going to be studying the next uh, couple weeks after uh, they get done th- this weekend, so... Let's hear from our forward Riley Walsh, the sophomore forward, uh, leading the team in scoring with seven goals and seven assists. Well, Riley, you got um, some. You're facing going to face your fifth straight ranked team, uh, nationally ranked team, on Friday. And yeah, I mean, how difficult has this schedule been? Um, you know, we're going to face every team, you know, the same. So, like going into playing ranked teams, you know, we've seen there's been so many different outcomes this year, and um, with like how we play and how we're preparing 
we don't care really about the rankings. We're just going to go in there and we're going to prove them wrong. You know, we're going to play our best and we're going to compete. We outshot the third, nationally third-ranked team, Colgate. Um, so I think that also helps because it's more confidence going into these ranked teams this weekend too. Yeah. I mean, how much does this – I mean, I know the losses are tough, but how much does this help you guys down the road when you get to see these teams again uh, later in the year? I mean, it's exciting. I mean, we, we've competed with them. We know we can play with them. We've created so many opportunities. We just need you to know, start – finishing and scoring and I think moving forward we're excited to play them again along the road after we can you know clean up a few things and work on a few things on our end and then I think those battles coming later on in the year are just going to be so much more like tougher for the other team and they're not going to they're not going to expect what we're going to show up and bring them what do you think you need to work on and clean up I think we need to clean up in front of the net there's been times where we just need to bear down you know finish on rebounds we need to score we haven't been scoring as much as we would like to so i think just like honestly just like bearing down like shooting when those like i mean scoring when those opportunities are given to you given to us are so like important because they don't come like as often yeah now these are the last two games you guys have played for three weeks you got the uh final exams going on so me how important is it to head into that uh exam break uh on on a high note um, I mean, we just want to show up this weekend, play like we just want to play how like prepare for the teams how we play, prepare for every team, you know, show up, give them our all. We have nothing, nothing to lose this weekend. We have nothing like to prepare for in the following week. So like continue to just give it like give them everything we got and then we can rest for like a week and a half, continue to like work out and stuff like that. But like and train. I mean, but, how, um, yeah, how tough it will be not to be able to play? You obviously, you have the exams, but you don't play again until the first yeah. week in December. I mean, how, how tough is that to have that much time off? I think I think it'd be good to give us a break. You know, continue to like work on our techniques and our systems, and you know, like um, just like continuing. I think it'll give everyone like a mental break too, and a physical break too, and you know, just continue to recover our bodies and um, work on those little details, and then come and compete that first week in December um, even harder and like show up. Yeah, it'll no, be, it'll be important that I feel like that time off is also important just so we can work on techniques. You know, we can also just like work on our individual skills and then come together and then yeah. focus more on a team and be more like hard to play against. Yeah. Now uh, this weekend, Josh Skiba will not be there. He's with uh, team USA with the uh, women's team mm-hmm. as in that rivalry series with Canada. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, how, how tough is it not to have him there or is it, uh, you have obviously good assistant coaches there. So how important is it to you know take what they uh, know and and listen to what they're saying? Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think again, it, it comes within our team too. I we support Josh and we want him, we want we wish him the best with USA Hockey and we want them to win. We're supporting them. We're watching him. Um, we know he's doing the exact same thing to us. He's going to be watching our games. He's going to be supporting us from afar. And I think just like it comes with our team, like with him not there, we just have to continue to like push, like the, like push the pace, push the momentum. We need to continue to do like our things because again, like we're like the players on the ice, like doing it. All, he like he they, he like our coaches can only control so much. Um, so I think we just need to you know bring the momentum. And just like make him proud from afar, and I think just having our two assistant, co- like our three assistant coaches, are amazing. Um, and I think nothing's really going to change the way like our compete level will be. 
O'Reilly, appreciate a few minutes. Good luck this weekend. Of course. Thank you. I'll be back to wrap up the podcast and have the latest winners in the Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football and Auto Racing Contest in just a moment. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hi, this is Daily Gazette digital producer Stan Hootie. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2024. If you really want to know what's going on in your community, you have to read the Daily Gazette. We don't take a side. We're right down the middle, and we're going to get to the truth. Our reporters and photographers are out in the field bringing you updates every minute with trust, accuracy, and integrity. From the first page to the last page, independent, probing journalism. We're finding out what's going on in the community where nobody else is covering. It's who we are. It's what we do. Hi, this is Daily Gazette Deputy Director of Content, Adam Schinder. I would like to wish you a happy holiday season and a great 2024. Back to wrap up the podcast. The Week 9 winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football Contest was Sue Snyder of Malta with a 14-0 record. Way to go, Sue. She wins a $100 Hannaford gift card. Congratulations, Sue. The VIP winner was Jim DeMarco of Morris Ford with a 12-2 record. Uh, both Adam Schinder and I were also 12-2. We must have lost a tiebreaker somewhere. Uh, I am 82 and 54, and Adam is 88 and 48. I'll announce the You Pick'em Football Contest winner's name, and that winner's name will appear in Thursday's Daily Gazette. To play, go to dailygazette.com and click on the You Pick'em Football banner. And you can look for my picks at dailygazette.com. The Week 36 winner and the season finale winner in the Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest was Glenn Becker of Scotia with 55 points. Glenn wins a $50 ShopRite gift card. Congratulations, Glenn. The VIP winner was Dwayne Leach of All Seasons Equipment with 15 points. The VIP champion was Jerry Peel of Frank and Sons with 655 points. I finished second with 445, so I did not defend my title this year. Uh, Dwayne Leach uh, finished third with 400. Nick Platel of Grand Premier Tires had 355 points. And Scott Lucher of Capital Land GMC finished with 295 points. Thank you guys for participating. I look forward to uh, having you guys back uh, next season. Well, just because COVID-19 mandates are easing, that does not mean you should relax. Be vigilant. If you have not gotten vaccinated or received a booster shot, please do so. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. And do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I want to thank Adam Schinder and members of the Union College and RPIA football teams and members of the Union men's and women's hockey teams for being a part of the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on X and threads at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schatz. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports.